శ్రీ సరస్వతే నమ శ్రీ సద్గురుభ్యో నమ సమస్తజనకళ్యాణేరతరుణామయం నమామి చిన్మయం దేవం సద్గురు బ్రహ్మవిద్వరం మనోజవం మారుదేకం జితేంద్రియం బుద్ధిమతాంబరిష్టం వాతాత్మజం వానరయోతముఖ్యం శ్రీరామదూతం శిరసాదమామి సంతోషిణీ జగన్మాత మమ సౌభాగ్యవృద్ధే నమస్కరోమి భక్తా ప్రసన్నవరదాభవరం శంకరాచార్యం కేశవం బాదరాయణం సూత్రభాష్యకృత వందే భగవంతణవాయ శుద్ధజ్ఞానేకమూర్త నిర్మలాయ ప్రశాంతాయ దక్షిణామూర్త నమ సచ్చిదానందరూపాయ విశ్వోత్పత్తి హేతవేత్రయ వినాశా శ్రీకృష్ణాయ వయం నుమ నీలాంబుజ్యామళకోమళాంగం సీతాసమారోపితమభాగం పాణౌ మహాసాయకచారుచాపం నమామి రామం రఘువంశనాథం సో దిస్ క్యాంప్ థ్యాంక్స్ గివింగ్ క్యాంప్ I don't know whom we are thanking, but it's a Thanksgiving camp. So, we thought we'll take Dakshinamurthi Stotram. <coughs> Dakshinamurthi is our Pratishtha Murthi also. So, this camp will be dedicated to our Dakshinamurthi, Bhagavan. It is a composition so him to dakshinamurti is a composition of adi shankaracharya <coughs> stotram means praise this is not an ordinary praise this stotram reveals the very nature of truth as we go through we can see how profound these shlokas are <coughs> now dakshinamurti is an incarnation of lord shiva guru avatar is called dakshinamurti he is considered a brahma vidya guru as adi brahma vidya guru he is called dakshinamurti 
and in Vaishnava Sampradaya they also have a deity called Hayakiriva. He is also looked upon as Brahma Vidya Guru, an aspect of Lord Vishnu. Thus we have Dachinamurti, an aspect of Lord Shiva, and Hayakiriva, an aspect of Lord Vishnu. <coughs> Both are Brahma Vidya Guru. Another name for Dachanamurti as Brahma Vidya Guru is Sadashiva. <coughs> that is why we have this popular <coughs> verse. Sadashiva Samarambham Shankaracharya Madhyamam Asmadacharya Paryantam Vande Guru Paramparam Dachanamurti Samarambham Starting with Lord Shiva, the middle is Lord Shiva's own avatara, Shankaracharya, and up to my immediate Guru. For me, the parampara ends with my Guru. Therefore, Dachanamurti is the original Brahmavidya Guru. We have a parallel verse in Vaishnava Sampradaya also. Jnanananda mayam devam nirmalas padigagridyam atharam sarva vidyanam ayakribam upasmahe. <coughs> Same idea wherein ayakriva is the Brahmavidya Guru. Now, Lord Shiva is called Layakarta. Sistikarta, Stitikarta, Layakarta. Tvatrimurti is Brahmaji is Sistikarta and Vishnu is Titikarta. I hope you understand. Sisti means creation, Stiti means maintenance, Layakarta means dissolution. <coughs> During Playa, Pralaya, <coughs> The duality goes into an unmanifest state, not total destruction. <clears throat> it is only a apetchika laya, means temporary, apetchika means temporary, temporary dissolution. The primary culprit of all samsara is atnana. And this is not destroyed in pralaya. Atnyanam is not destroyed in pralaya. Like in our sleep, we resolve everything, waking name, waking world of name and forms, all duality get dissolved, but Atnyanam is not destroyed. In death also all dualities are dissolved, <coughs> but not Atnyanam. In Pralaya also all dualities are resolved, but Atnyanam is not destroyed. 
So the <coughs> samsara can go only when atnyanam get totally destroyed. So that is called atyantika nashaha. This atyantika nashaha, I mean complete destruction, is done by Lord Shiva. Dachinamurti. And when he destroys the mula avidya, he is destroyed and Advaitam Brahma is established not temporarily but permanently. He was, he is, he will be. Thus Dachinamurti is more auspicious as he destroys this duality. How does he do this? Through systematic teaching. It is not a commodity to be bought and sold. Brahmavitya is not a commodity, it is not available in capsules, in a bottle, for a price. Nor you cannot connect a wire and transfer the knowledge from Guru to Shishya. If that is available, it would have been nice. Like you do in CD to CD, you know. <laughs> One CD, the whatever knowledge contained in that CD is transferred to another CD with a wire. <laughs> there is no method from Guru to Shishya that way. The only method is to transfer this knowledge from one head to another is to convert this knowledge into audible words. Invisible vrtiroba jnanam has to be converted into saptaroba upadesha. So like in a TV or radio station, sound or images are converted into electronic waves and the TV or radio in your house is receiving station, again convert those waves into proper sound and images. Same thing is happening here also. In the mind of this Mahatma Guru, the knowledge is in the form of vritti which is unseen, invisible. And that has to be made visible through sound. And that sound waves reaches your brain, the receiving set, and you have to convert that into knowledge. <coughs> so this is the only method. It's called Shapta Pramanam. This is the only method by which one can <coughs> so convert Vritti Jnanam into Shapta Jnanam. Shapta can travel to reach you in the form of sound and your brain receives it as knowledge. <coughs> now this conversion into knowledge, the sound waves conversion into knowledge, this requires education and training. <coughs> On the part of the individual who receives this sound waves from the Guru, and that qualification is called Sadhana Chatushtaya Sampatti. 
వివేక వైరాగ్య సమతమాదిశిక్క సంపత్తి మముక్షుత్తం దిస్ మెథడ్ ఆఫ్ కమ్యూనికేషన్ ఈజ్ ఓన్లీ మెథడ్ అవైలబుల్ ఇన్ ఆల్ ద ఫార్మ్ ఆఫ్ ఫార్మ్స్ ఆఫ్ టీచింగ్ ఆర్ లెర్నింగ్ ఆర్ వెదర్ ఇట్ ఈస్ ఎ ఫిజిక్స్ ఆర్ కెమిస్ట్రీ ఆర్ మ్యాథమెటిక్స్ this is the <coughs> method they use systematic study this systematic study <coughs> is called the teaching tradition <coughs> sampradaya so original initiator of this teachings parampara is dakshinamurti that is why we have <coughs> done the pratishthapanam for dakshinamurti because this is a teaching institution so we need his blessing hmm. so <coughs> since this knowledge is going to liberate me from samsara this teaching become more secret and dear to me the other sciences can destroy ignorance of that subject only <coughs> but not the moola avidya not samsara <coughs> the teacher of that wisdom is important and the original teacher of this wisdom is most sacred for me teaching is sacred guru is sacred the original guru is more sacred therefore every vedantic student is indebted to this adi upadesha karta shri dakshinamurti or high griva <clears throat> it doesn't matter appreciating this glory sri shankaracharya writes this totram on dakshinamurti bhagavan the word totram means glorification acknowledgement of our gratitude the name of the deity is dakshinamurti why is he called dakshinamurti <coughs> murti means the form of a deity or form dakshina means dakshina durga means facing the south direction dakshina dakshina means there is rasvam short vowel <coughs> means offering guru dakshina 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 declinable that one dakshina is indeclinable that deity who is facing southern direction is called dakshina murti most of the deities face other direction only only 
भगवान दक्षिणामूर्ति फेसेस साउथ नाउ साउथ प्रसन्ट यमधर्म राजा सो ऑल डायरेक्शन देर आर प्रिसाइडिंग डायटीज इंद्र पूर्वदिक देवता पूर्वदिक ईस्टर्न डायरेक्शन इंद्र इज देवता प्रिसाइडिंग डायटी सोम उत्तर दिखता मून इज द प्रिसाइडिंग डायटी फॉर नॉर्थर्न डायरेक्शन यमह दक्षिण दिखता सौथ ईज यमराज लॉर्ड डेथ ईज प्रिसाइडिंग डायटी वरुण पश्चिम दिखता वरुण भगवान ईज दि वेस्टर्न डायरेक्शन वेस्टर्न डायरेक्शन वरुण देवता मीन्स द प्रिसाइडिंग डायटी फॉर द ओशन वाटर okay so when you face south you face yama the controller and destroyer and destroys everything at the appropriate time that is yama means time antakaha mortality means put to put an end to all means finitude mortality means fear of death now this samsara means what sense of incompleteness desire dissatisfaction <clears throat> these are all inevitable disease or symptom of samsara and therefore we are afraid of south death we are afraid our old tradition traditional houses they don't allow you to do anything facing south <laughs> even you can't eat facing south <laughs> immediately they turn around to east or north any other direction is okay but not south <coughs> but keeping your head towards south is okay you are facing north when you get up keeping your head <coughs> towards north is not allowed because it is said all your energy will be dried because the magnetic <laughs> attraction so you try next day tomorrow see you won't be able to get up maybe <laughs> heavy I remember one lady requested Swamiji Gurudev because she wanted to prostrate to him. So she said, "Swamiji, please turn towards east, <laughs> so I can prostrate." Gurudev said, "Wherever I stand, Amma, that is east. <laughs> you prostrate. <clears throat> Only Dakshina Murti is the one not under the grip of Yama." who is not <clears throat> limited by time and who has conquered time he is also called mrtyunjaya when a person is afraid of death we perform mrtyunjaya japa and or homam 
anyone who wants to conquer mortality come to me is a call of dakshinamurti bhagwan markande bhagwan embrace the lord mrityunjaya and conquer death he is also called chandrashekhara <coughs> means keeping moon as an ornament means keeping moon as an ornament means moon stands for time that is why tithi so lunar calendar we use so tithi so it stands for time for one who keep time as an ornament means free from death conqueror of mortality that is meaning one now that another meaning is this is called dakshina murti so the one who is facing south the one who conquered death this is one meaning second meaning is dakshina plus amurti dakshina chaso amurtischa dakshina murti so in this word dakshina means a skillful person dakshaha <coughs> means skillful an expert expert in communication or srishti sthiti laya karta or samarthaha or one who create sustain destroy the one who is capable of doing all the three as brahma vidya guru he is expert in <coughs> communicating the indescribable brahman to his students but at the same time amurti rupa rahita he doesn't have a particular form how come we are going to going <coughs> giving a particular form because amurti is the formless is the bhagwan's nature but then we are giving a form because you say he is facing south facing south means what as a form <coughs> without a form how can he face south or north or east anywhere now it is said the form is given temporarily for the sake of worship <coughs> a formless god cannot be worshiped 16 steps of puja how will you do it with a formless god puja cannot be performed therefore a form is given to dakshinamurti who is originally formless for the sake of aaradhana puja upasana afterwards that <coughs> temporary form is also removed original that's why in all our festivals you see like ganesha festival ganesha is worshiped afterwards he is immersed because he is dissolved means he go back to formless state so we invoke him and then give him a form we worship him and then afterwards in durga the puja also they do that in bengal they worship the durga devi nine days and then they immerse means what she go back to the formless state so these are all very beautiful though our our uh, aradhana and all that we take it literally but it the behind it there is a beautiful significance <coughs> so the original nature of dakshinamurti is formless we cannot even say he or she <coughs> so, 
to because formulas you can't say whether he or she. Atyachanamurti means Nargunam Brahma. <coughs> First one is Brahmavitya Guru <coughs> and or second is Nargunam Brahma. So Brahmavitya Guru means he has a form. But his essential nature is Nirgunam Brahma. So we should take both the meaning. We start with first, <coughs> with form, and then end in formless state. It is on this <coughs> Dachana Murti, Sankaracharya has written ten verses. Even though it is meant for glorification of deity, Sankaracharya presents the entire Vedantic teaching by way of glorification. He presents the entire Upanishad Sara. <coughs> if you study the Upanishad properly, then you can really get the essence in the Stotra. Gurudev has written in his commentary that this is a PhD level study. Chanamurti <laughs> Stotram is a PhD level study. Because it contains Upanishad Sara, it has many commentaries. Now, Bhagavan Shankaracharya has written many Stotrams. Sabhujanga has written so many Stotrams he has written. <clears throat> Shatkam. Pancha, Panchakam, Ashtakam, Deshakam, like that, many of the stotras he has written. But none of them, anybody has commented on that. See, simple running meaning is given, but nobody has written a commentary on that. But here, for this Dachinamurti stotram, there are so many commentaries are there. <laughs> See, one commentary is called Tattva Sutha by Swayam Prakashi Yati, 17th century. Then Manasovallasa, Sureshracharya, who was a disciple of Shankaracharya, so who was the first Shankaracharya of Shrinkeri Matham, <coughs> that Sureshracharya has written um, in sloka form. There are 144 verses he has written on these 10 verses, okay? <laughs> and if you read our Gurudev's commentary, he has followed this Manasolasa, Sureshiracharya's commentary. See, that's why you see Gurudev's commentary in this Dachinamurti Stotram is different from other commentaries. See, if you read Gita commentary or Upanishad commentary, it will be different. But this one is totally technical. The word, the, the language is different because traditional language he has used because of he was following this Manasolasa. <coughs> then, the, on this Manasolasa, there is a commentary called Manasolasa Vrtanta by Ramatirtha. So, on this Manasolasa, there is another commentary on that. So, like this, so many <laughs> the Vartikas, they are all called Vartikas. <coughs> Now, here there is a tradition before taking the original hymn. There are some dhyana shlokas, 
these dhyana shlokas are not written by shankaracharya but these dhyana shlokas are written by these commentators like shureshwara acharya or um, the swayam prakashiyati these people who have commented they have written some dhyana shlokas those are given here <coughs> before entering into this um, dakshinamurti stotram proper <coughs> i hope you have book so the first one is maunam vyakya prakatita para brahma tattvam yuvanam varishtan devasat rishiganai ಆವೃತಂ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಿಷ್ಟೈಕಲಿತಚಿನ್ಮುತ್ರಮಾನಂದಮಾರಾಮುದನ now here the acharya offers his prostrations to dakshinamurti ee me namaskarami namaha all other lines are glories of dakshinamurti aham namami dakshinamurtim ee now what are the glorification of this dakshinamurti maunavyakya teaches through maunam he is a brahma vidya guru means a teacher many people do not like the word teacher teacher means school teacher they think <laughs> like in any material sciences brahma vidya is also like in any other sciences consistent and systematic step by step study is brahma vidya as we start from tattvabodha onwards systematic that's why gurudev has created that particular system of study because one by one as you grow higher and higher all you swami ji i want to study vedanta let me start with mandukya <laughs> that is ashtavakra gita now these are all if you read suddenly you get lost totally <laughs> because both of them never come down you know this kadavacharya uh, never come down to this world he is always in brahman only he talks and he says where is this world inon kalomeni where where does this world exist there is no existence for world then ashtavakra also says there is no world at all what world you are talking about <laughs> so like this if they unless the fundamentals are very clear you will get confused not only get confused if you not understood is fine but misunderstanding is a great problem <laughs> then they start bringing out the theories <laughs> i am not the doer he is the doer so whatever i do is papam is not for me it is for him <laughs> such philosophy will come <laughs> so <clears throat> 
Navadya is a consistent and systematic step-by-step study. Teach. This is also for a length of time. No, it is not that, you know, you can graduate from school just like that and yeah, at least twelve years it must be there. So also college, university, PhD, all these things take time. The same way, Brahmavidya also take time. It is not like one day you are going to get realized, no. <laughs> we have to give ourselves time. And <clears throat> Brahmavidya is not a flashy experience that comes in the moment of meditation. It is not a flashy experience, it is a knowledge built up in our mind by systematic study of our scriptures from a competent teacher. Like Lord Krishna, was a teacher to Arjuna. Prakatita parabrahmatattvam We'll come to Mauna Vyakya. Prakatita parabrahmatattvam Revealing the truth of Supreme Brahman. Prakatita parabrahmatattvam Prakatitam, prakatanam means revealing that which is unknown, is made known through words. It's called prakatitam, prakatanam. Param, infinite, brahman, tattvam, reality. Parabrahma, tattvam, prakatanam. So revealing the unknown reality that is parabrahma, supreme brahman, the truth of that supreme brahman, which is unknown to us, made it known to us. Prakatita parabrahmatattvam. How did he reveal? Vyakya, systematic teaching. Not by any other method, Vyakya. So, then the, 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 this teaching also, now Deeksha is also, they call Sparsha Deeksha, Nayana Deeksha, so they are. There are so many kind of diksha is there. You know, Guru Upadesham is also done. So many kind of diksha is there now going on. Sparsha diksha. Guru touches the student and he realizes it. Then Guru looks at the student for some time, eye to eye, and then he gets realized. That kind of thing. Not like that. So many form of initiation is going on but not Brahmavidya. <laughs> when it comes to Brahmavidya, it has to be a systematic form of teaching. Now, if that was possible, think about it, Lord Krishna would have used any one of those shortcut methods. Why? Because the battlefield is the most inconvenient place for teaching Brahmavidya. <laughs> it's not an appropriate place he did not use the, the short course, crash course there. He could have used that if that was possible. So Bhagavan would have touched the head of Arjuna and then blessed him saying that now you are not what you are thinking, you are Parabrahma. And Ham Brahmasmi would have said and then got up and fought. <laughs> no, he did not use that. <laughs> 
the very fact that lord used systematic teaching even amidst the unfavorable circumstances mean teaching is the only method therefore acharya says vyakhya exposition here what type of exposition maunam <laughs> mauna vyakhya this is very contrary statement how can i teach anything through silence <laughs> even after explaining we have problem <laughs> so if you are silent by silence nothing can be communicated that too the most difficult subtle ideas cannot be communicated through silence even if guru has such occult powers but how can an ordinary shishya receive such knowledge guru may have power but shishya <laughs> how will he receive it now let us say guru guru was silent shishya was also silent but how do you know the communication has taken place on the chanamurti stotram you have come to learn i sit here in meditation and you also sit in meditation and i have communicated to you but how do i know anyone know that you have received it that is a problem So Buddha communicated through silence, and now we have four branches of Buddhism. By silence can be interpreted because silence can be interpreted any way you want. That's why Shunyam, all those schools will come. We'll talk about it at that time. We'll see that later. So the subject matter is very profound, and hence silence is. better <laughs> indescribable is the nature of paramatma so our incapacity to communicate therefore they say let me keep quiet <laughs> maunam cannot be taken literally okay here it means indirect description Brahman is free from attributes and hence it can be indicated by indirect means. One meaning. It's called Shabda Pravritti Nivittam. <clears throat> This for and communicating a particular thing to, let us say a subject matter you want to communicate to the person. There are three things. One is Nama, Kriya. संबंध गुण क्रिया संबंध गुण मीन्स अट्रिब्यूट क्रिया मीन्स एक्शन संबंध मीन रिलेशन ना यू वॉन्ट टू कम्युनिकेट हू लेट से मिश्राजी ना मिश्राजी इज अट नाउ यू वॉन्ट टू कम्युनिकेट यू विस्क वाट आर द अट्रिब्यूट हाउ डज यू लुक he is tall short fat lean fair whether he has got hair curly hair or dark hair or white hair or no hair these are all attributes 
Then Kriya, what does he do? He's an accountant or an IT person or whatever, doctor or engineer. Kriya, Sambandha. Sometime what happened, he is related to that person. That's how you communicate. So if he is related to your friends, related, uh, son, uh, sons, friends, uncles, uh, nephew and all that, if you say, maybe it is a roundabout way, but some connection you get. So these are the ways they call Saptapravarti Nivittam. Now all these methods you cannot use to communicate Brahmavidya. <laughs> Nameless, formless, attributeless. How will you communicate that? So that's why Yato Vajo Divartanteya Prapimana Sasaha. So through implication we can describe something indescribable. This is very commonly used by us. Now at the end of the class, you know, you want a ride. So somebody just got into the car. So you just ask, where are you going? Which direction you are going? You ask, that's all. But that person is, okay, I will drop you. Because you understand, you want a ride. A guest come and stay in your house for a little more time, then you ask indirectly, what? What is your plan? <laughs> Means what? When are you going? <laughs> so this is called implication. Uh, we use that all the time. So here also Vedanta also this method Lakshanavarti through implication. Brahman is existence but never an object. How do you indicate or communicate that? (laughs) Brahman is existence but never an object. Now how do you communicate that? That's called science. <laughs> so, Tattvam reality, which is Brahman, also called Param, Deshakala Vastu Parichyeda Shunyam. Any attribute limits the object. If Brahman is limitless, it should not have any attributes. Nameless, spaceless, timeless. This Brahman is taught, prakatitam, revealed. How? Through method of silence. Means indirect method. Therefore, silence is indirect teaching. With regard to Brahman, he is silent. But he taught Brahman to the students using indirect method. How? Chinmudra. Through Chinmudra. Dhyana Mudra. That is called indirect method. So, another meaning is any knowledge take place only in silence. See, when your mind is silent, only then knowledge take place. If your mind is agitated, what? Knowledge will not take place. So in order to receive this knowledge, Brahmavidya, first thing, the foremost thing, what is that? 
important qualification is your mind has to be silent. So, Mauna Vyakya. But he taught Brahman to the student using indirect method. One method used in Kenovanshat, Anyadevadat Vididat Ado Avididat Adi. It is distinct from the known and the above unknown. So, some method they use. Anyadevadat Vididat Adi. Brahman is an existent thing which is different from all objects. Because we understand existence only looking at an object. But this is anyadevatatpatidadadi. So, his existent thing which is different from all object of experience. Only one thing other than object is the one who observes the objects. The other method is Nedi, Nedi. Not this, not this, not this. Finally you come to that person who is saying that. <laughs> you negate everything, everything, not this, not this, not this. Finally what? Finally there is somebody who is telling this, you know. Ah, you come to that. That is what Brahman is. In this method, the Upanishad did not say anything about Brahman, but negated that which is not Brahman. Therefore, Upanishad is silent about Brahman. But teacher has taught the student, the first method is called Lakshanavrti, indirect method, and the second one is called Nishedavrti, method of negation. These are the two methods he uses. All these are Maunavyakya. So these are all coming under Vyakya. So indirect method is the right meaning. Indirect method means through mudraya. This is later on it will come. Karakalita chinmutra mananda rupam. So chinmutra. So that is called indirect method. So like dance also they use mudra. But mudra can be understood only by, by those people who knows mudra, isn't it? You, if I try to communicate with you, you know, sometimes this, uh, the news, news also, they have this for the dumb, for the people who cannot speak. For them, there are some language they use, you know, hands, hand gestures they use, right? That's a mudra. That is also communication. It is not direct method of speech. It is an indirect method of speech. The same way here also, Parabhapa Bhagavan, Use through mudra he communicated in science. That should be the right meaning. So maunam vyakhyane na nisheda vrtya lakshana vrtya prakatitam brahmadattam yena sahad chinamurti. The one who has communicated through nisheda vrtya or lakshana vrtya. These two. Now, Yuvanam, young, literally or figuratively also, young Acharya. Youthfulness stands for positive approach to everything. That's called youth. Freedom from cynicism. Freedom from negativity. Generally, old people talk about good old days only. 
our times, you know, when we were young, it was not like that. If you <laughs> they will say that olden time when they used to study the music and all that, they used to go to a guru, there was a gurugulam to teach. Nowadays they are all learning from webinar, what that webcast, <laughs> and there are, uh, yes, <laughs> there is no direct teaching method, it's not there. Olden days it was not available, so there was no choice. Now the facilities are available, so let them use it. Now this kind of a criticism, anything you take, there is criticism. <laughs> that is called, means you are getting hurt. If you avoid this, then you are youth in your mind. Vedanta makes one positive in your mind. A positive thinker is a youthful mind. <laughs> Vedanta makes you, young means positive in your thinking. Yuvaha means one who is free from apakshaya, not affected by kāladattva. No decay or disease. The one who is ever young, not affected by time, means nitya, means Brahma, Brahma Vidya. The one who is in Brahman, and who is established in Brahman, who is not affected by time, so naturally he will not, or he will also look young. Body may not, but he will have the youthful enthusiasm. So here, the Chinamurti is physically and mentally both youthful. That the Chinamurti I worship. Varshishtante vasat rishiganaihi. Not only he is a great teacher, but he is ever surrounded by rishis. Good thinkers. Rishis mean thinkers, good thinkers. A matured person is called rishi. Rishati Janati Idirishi, the one who has Nitya Anitya Vivekaha, they call Rishi. The one who do not seek pleasures from Anitya Vastu, this Viveka is there in whom he is called Rishi. When Viveka is perfect, only then Vairagya comes. Once Vairagya is there, interest in Vedanta also develops. Without Vairagya, if one get interested in Vedanta, it become a hobby or a time pass. It should become your life's mission. Such a person is called Rishi. Therefore, you see the difference. Without Vairagya, if you have you study Vedanta, what is that? Become a hobby. Ha! Let us see. It will become a party topic. You go to your party, you know, what is that? Yes, I am going to this Gita class now. This is the topic, second chapter, third chapter, Karbande, Vadi, Garaste, Mahabalesh. Oh, you are really... Give a lecture there. Everybody will start admiring you. Next time they will not call you. 
Samipe Vasat living in close proximity of Guru. We learn from the teacher by observing his habits, etc., which are called non-verbal body language. Nowadays, a lot of research is going on about non-verbal communication, body language. In fact, children learn from non-verbal communication from parents. So parents have to be very careful what you say and what you do should be in line with your thinking. (laughs) Your thinking is something and you say something, you do something else, children will pick up what you are thinking, (laughs) not what you are showing as an action. Spiritual learning also through non-verbal communication. And for that, we have to be in the presence of our Guru. That is why in our culture, for any learning, Gurukula was used. Gurukula Vasa was used. Such a disciple is called Ante Vasinaha, Ante Vasat Rishiganaihi. What about Shishyaha? Varshishtaha. Varshi means old. Varshishtha means older. Superlative. Why? Because generally people appreciate the value of Vedanta by the time they come 60, 65. <coughs> That is why my class average age is 50 plus. Not you, you are all young people. I have to correct myself. So Brahmacharya Avastha, Grihastha Ashrama, Bhanapastha Ashrama. Generally three ashrams are to be experienced and then only one matures to take up sannyasa. You cannot force Vedanta to someone who is not ready. <coughs> In fact, some houses it is happening nowadays, you know, people force. Parents admire Vedanta and somehow they want to enforce the children also to study Vedanta. We cannot force Vedanta into someone. We allow people to live and grow. We can make the teaching available for them. Keep a few books or some cassette, you make them listen casually. And when they get interested, give them the whole, <laughs> full dose. But we have to enforce Dharma Shastra. That part we have to enforce them. Vedanta, we have to wait. <laughs> Unless that person is ready, we should not force on them. <clears throat> If you present Vedanta as a tool for stress management or success in life, people will come. And after they come, you talk Vedanta only. It's okay. But you advertise as stress management, how to become happy, 
happy ever after so this material topic if you take artha and kama then people are interested there they are not coming for vedanta vedanta is for moksha not all people are interested in moksha therefore acharya says varshishtha oldest disciple but the matured one avrutam surrounded by brahmanishtha brahmanishtha means here should be taken as special meaning the students are brahmanishtha <coughs> it doesn't mean they are already brahmatnyanis no ne brahmatnyanis mein darwaish dekha so here that is not the meaning but interested in becoming brahmanishtha only interested their interest is only in brahman or other meaning is saguna brahmanishta that is a very beautiful meaning saguna brahmanishta they are established in saguna ishra means they are upasakas of bhagwan with form great bhaktas vedanta does not mean that they should separate religion and religious practices okay because the most problem in study group level is the moment they learn some vedanta they quit what or religious practices vedanta always goes with religion both internal and external also one should be soaked in saguna ishra bhakti without bhakti jnana will not shine that is why in every ashram you go you will see a shrine there a temple so first you go there and then you graduate yourself to the study groups <laughs> so don't neglect religion and religious practices it is very important to give a frame of mind without ishra bhakti jnana <clears throat> will not shine in the mind so acharyendram acharyah shrutriyam brahmanishtam the one who lives and teaches is acharya the one who lives the teaching is called acharya achinoti shastrani acharyah among all acharyas what is the speciality of dakshinamurti he was never a disciple that was a greatness see all acharyas are once he was a disciple right because once he was ignorant then he became acharya after learning studying realizing the truth but the chinamurti was never a disciple he was never under ignorance all gurus were born ignorant first and then became jnani therefore he is called acharya indra he is the greatest among acharyas acharyendram the sampradaya initiator is dakshinamurti the word indra here means shrestha okay not the king of heaven so generally in sanskrit the word indra at the end of another word means shrestha 
at the end of another word it comes indra stand alone means indra devata the king of heaven but indra comes after one word like simhendra manushyendra pakshindra <coughs> there it means the greatest oh you supposed to have break right now i have to give you karakalita chinmudra sporting a gesture a non verbal communication like the news for hearing impaired people i was telling you same thing <coughs> now all dances are non verbal isn't it how many mudras there 24 Kerala Kathakali is 24. I don't know about Paranatya. 24? More? 36? <laughs> no, do some research on that. <laughs> All paintings, sculpture, when you talk also, there are mudras you show. Simple conversation also you should. you show some mudras you know people use hands you know kinds of things they do especially in american where you talk to an american my god hand and leg goes up and down <laughs> indians especially tropical countries from south very noisy <laughs> along with the hand gestures So Dachchidamurti non-verbally communicating the essence of Vedanta. Chit Mudra. Oh, you are supposed to have a break now. Okay. After the break I will talk to you about Chit Mudra. It's not over. Huh? Chit Mudra. It's very important. So, Onavyakya Prakatita Parabrahma Dattum Yuvanam Varshishtande Vasatrishiganehi ఆవృతం బ్రహ్మనిష్ఠై ఆచార్యేంద్రం కరకలితమానందరూపం స్వాత్మారామం ముదితవదనం దక్షిణామూర్తి మీడే దాట్ లైన్ ఓకే హ్యావ్ సమ్ టీ కమ్ బ్యాక్ రిఫ్రెష్ట్